Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Front Row with me, Owen, and me, Paul. Hello again, Owen. You've got it right this time. I know. Ah, uh, man. Messed that one up. <laughs> Sometimes we usually put these things, that, like the messed up like intros and stuff as stinkers on podcasts, like right after the end credits. Yeah. Nah. Nah. No. Nah. No. I mean, it was it was literally five seconds of you going, We've just mumbled our way through this entire... It's not been a brilliant podcast of literateness. No. This has been proven there by the use of the word literateness. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> I think we should just cut this bit short. Right, what are we doing on yes. the uh, episode today's, this week? Today's uh, podcast episode has a review of Atomic Blonde yes. from yourself and a review of the weekend's Premier League and uh, World Athletics Championships mm-hmm. and Sport Run Up in general from myself Yeah, and some local news from yourself Yeah, and some bad English from both of us. Absolutely. Is that about sum it up? Tip top. Bosh. Let's leave it at that. See what the other end we might speak, but better than better speaker, better speaking yeah. than maybe. There we go, Adele with Chasing Pavements, mainly because I was going to play Skyfall, but thought this would annoy you a little bit more. So oh yeah, it totally worked. Totally <laughs> worked. Yeah. Good. Oh, I, I, yeah, that was sort of Adele's first album before she got massive and slightly better. <laughs> yeah. Basically. In my opinion, anyway. I just... I mean, I get why people like her. It's just... I mean, she's good at what she does, obviously. And she's... It's nice to see, actually, a, a, a performer with a lot of personality. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, she always seems quite genuine she's quite in interviews and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, great. But uh, it's not the kind not of thing I would ordinarily to. listen to. No. No. As neither would be a, a German song. For whoever it was you just played. Nina, Luft, Nina. 99 Luftballons. Yeah, that yeah. one. Red balloons. Yeah. Just, you know, thought I'd help out anyone. Yeah, no, who's struggling, <laughs> struggling, struggling with the translation of that. Yeah. I couldn't translate the rest of the song for you. Yeah. But I could do the title. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the reason that I chose Nina, yes. 99 Luftballons. Yeah, nice, um, ni- nice uh, pronunciation there. Ballons. Yeah, yeah I think that's how they say it in Germany. Oh, yeah, probably. Yep. Um, I chose it because it featured in Atomic Blonde. Yes. Which I saw at the cinema last week and um, want to really talk about, actually. It's, it was a great film. Have you seen John Wick before I go yes, into Yes, I have seen John Wick. Same director. Uh, for, a, for a change, you can mention a film and I've been I have seen this. Yes. So I might be able to add something to this movie conversation. Exactly. We can talk about the it, the death Is the them. death count as good as John Wick? There's a high death count. good. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah. Okay. But I'll just go straight into the review. Yep. And so, then we'll have a chat um, on the back end. 
stuntman turned director David Leitch is back behind the camera for the stylish Berlin spy thriller Atomic Blonde. Set in 1989 as the wall dividing East and West Germany is about to be torn down, undercover agent Charlize Theron is sent by MI6 to retrieve a list of the identities of double agents which has been stolen by someone or other. Look, it's a spy thriller. There's a thing the spy has to locate and a person they have to stop. This one happens to have a female lead and is set in Cold War era Berlin. What more do you need to know? With more twists than a lazy Sunday Columbo marathon on ITV3, Atomic Blonde is a somewhat non-linear, slick, stylish and often bonkers action film that one might expect from the director of 2014's John Wick. Charlize Theron is the uber-sexy, badass British spy who can kill a room full of men with little more than a standard garden hosepipe, whose co-stars include the likes of Toby Jones and John Goodman as her superiors interrogating her back in London, everyone's favourite weedy actor Eddie Marson as the defecting spyglass, Sophia Butella as the less experienced French operative and last but by no means least James McAvoy as a renegade secret service agent running around East Germany like it's the Wild West and he's Clint Eastwood. Atomic Blonde has received a generally mixed reaction from audiences. My aunt, for example, decided to get up and leave the cinema at the midway point in this two hour long roller coaster. Presumably because she had become so dizzy from being spun around so many times she forgot who was chasing who and why. However, both me and my pal that I saw this with both enjoyed it a lot for the butt-kicking, New Order soundtrack stunt showreel that it is. The action is tighter than the cooking budget at Buckingham News, whilst every actor is perfectly cast in their respective roles. Sure, the plot doesn't always make an awful lot of sense. The idea that the most beautiful woman in Berlin, with her striking blonde hair, is going to remain incognito as she hides from the Stasi isn't fooling anyone. A lot of the big reveals are signposted well in advance if you know where to look. Oh, what's that you say? Like, she wants to drink vodka and she's making her getaway through a German cinema screening the of the Russian classic Stalker. Hmm. Nevertheless, it's a whole lot of fun getting to the eventual climax. And even once you're there, Leach and screenwriter Kurt Johnstad tactically, or should I say tactfully, indulge themselves one last time for just one last reason to flip all that came before it on its head. I can't speak for how true it remains to Anthony Johnston's original graphic novel, but it certainly doesn't feel like a necessary read prior to heading to your nearest cinema with a bucket of popcorn and large Coke in tow. So very very much a, a, a popcorn and Coke sit down and enjoy it sort of film, not a... Yeah, it's like, you, like you've seen John Wick, right? That's what John Wick exactly, is. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You sit there, you, you enjoy the entertainment for what it is, and you come out and you think, oh, that was good two hours. Exactly. And don't really think all that much more about it perhaps thereafter. Precisely. Don't worry too much about how um, coherent the story is. You get to the end of it and you think, but wasn't... The... And then <laughs> and yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Just forget it. It doesn't matter. Just appreciate you, that what's you, in, you enjoy it as it goes along rather than at the end and yeah. try and think retrospectively yeah. about how everything fit together. It doesn't matter, really. Yeah. It's just um, 
full of really cool stunts. Um, Charlize Theron is just dynamite. Yeah, in this. she's fantastic. Um, but she, I mean, I like her anyway. She's almost everything that she 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 appears in. She's great. Mm. Um, but I know that some people have. Yeah, you said. Well, I think it was important. You said we we were chatting while you were talking about you. Went and, and saw it with your friend. Both of you enjoyed it for yeah. what it was, but then you you went and did a bit of reading thereafter and found that that, that was probably in the minority of views, perhaps, or of people yeah. who put their views down on a, on a piece of paper. Or yeah, exactly. Publish it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it, it's been not not necessarily slated. The I guess, snooty film the, critics. They've not the not appreciated. Snooty, yeah, yeah, I know all these people who put out their film film critics all the time. Who do they think they are? Exactly. Who cares about their yeah, opinion? Exactly. <laughs> No, um, no, that's but, but yeah, you say that in, in in the main that they it's been uh, negatively reviewed by people. Oh, lots of people, yeah, I saw lots of negative reviews. I mean, I've seen people going, "Oh yeah, it's just actually just a lot of fun." Yeah, um, and you know, fun is a bit of a weak term for not describing what you like about yeah. it. But at the same time, it is fun. It is, you sit there yeah. and you're like, oh, "This I is mean, great." I genuinely this is... sat there and enjoying it. As, yeah, as it goes along, it's yeah. very much about visuals. Um, yeah, so. As you might have guessed, like the the title Atomic Blonde, um, and the, the soundtrack and how that all plays together. I would like, say it was set. What did you say? Set in in nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. So Berlin. is it sort of well set in that time? Sort of look the look and the feel of it really suits that. Does it work? Or yeah, I mean, I got a, feel a little bit. I got a little made. bit lost sometimes about which side of the wall they were on and what they oh, were right, doing. Yeah. Right. So you you know they're in Berlin. Um, but at some point, you think have they crossed over yeah. to West Germany now? Are they on East Germany? Are they, what's yeah? Uh, you know, and you you do lose track a little bit. The coherence of, kind of struggles. To... Yeah, of of even just like whose side is who <laughs> on, and right. I think it does that deliberately to disorient yeah. you. It's like trying to trip you up and stop you from going. Ah, I think I've worked this one out, out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, just, it doesn't doesn't matter. Forget about <laughs> all that. Don't don't worry about yeah. it. Just enjoy the. Um, the spectacle of, yeah. of the film, really. Um, is it in in the the John Wick way? Do we get some amazing deaths? There's a few there's cool a high, death a high death count. But is there some good ones? Yeah, yeah, there's a fantastic set piece which takes place on a stairwell in a flat. So, like at the very beginning mm-hmm. of um, Atomic Blonde, the first time you see Charlize Theron, she's in an ice bath, uh, covered in bruises, scars. Nice. She's battered and beaten yeah. and she's in London right. and she goes um, the next thing she does is she goes to this interrogation suite in wherever London the secret somewhere. service are we're yeah. allowed to say oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, we know but we can't tell can't you can't tell you yeah, <laughs> it's a secret but she um, is then interrogated by John Goodman as the CIA from yeah. America and Toby Jones who's from MI6 love Toby Jones oh, he's a great actor love yeah. Toby Jones and um, it turns out then she has to recount the story of what happened in okay. Berlin. Yeah. So, like I say, it's slightly non-linear, and mm-hmm. then it keeps having Jumping these... that back to the yeah, interrogation. It, exactly. Which is quite clever. I mean, the way yeah. it works all that together is, is, is a neat device to mm. make sure they can... Yeah. Know, they don't have to go too tightly to yeah. um, chronology in the stuff in Berlin. But, I mean, that, that works quite well. So, the first time you see Charlie Stone, she's all battered and beaten. Yeah. Um, then towards the end of the film, you find out how, how she got battered and beaten. She got battered and beaten, and it's just a really good scene. Yeah. Like you know the stuff in John Wick where Keanu Reeves will just walk into a room, shoot a load of guys, and he's yeah. just come out. Even yeah. when he gets beaten up, he's still pretty much unscathed. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's just fine. The old, is... like the old James Bond, where you're just like, I mean, surely, surely, like at least your tie yeah. is out of place or something. But no, exactly, it's fine. Yeah, it's like the scene. There's a scene in John Wick, the first, the first John Wick, where he 
he's in a nightclub and he falls off the side and lands on his back. Yeah. And the impact of it just looks like, oh. Yeah. You and know, he just stands up. It's because I think because um, David Leach, the director, is a stuntman. Yeah. All of that in um, Atomic Blonde also has that same impact. Yeah. So every time someone's jaw is broken yeah. or you, you know the arms popped out of its yeah. socket or something it's like yeah <sighs> <laughs> Quite a that looks yeah, yeah exactly the sound as well the sound yeah. design I think it'll probably get nominated for an Oscar for sound design because yeah. the the way that that I mean uh, there's a whole thing about sound effects in films isn't it someone gets their head chopped off and the guy in a booth in you know a little cubby yeah. hole somewhere in, in London has got a piece of lettuce and a knife and, <laughs> and that's yeah. the sound effect yeah. but um it's just so crisp in this, yeah. and it really does make you go like just Tense, ooh, yeah. twinge a little bit when uh, when someone breaks a limb or yeah. is you know pierced with a knife. Nice. Or it's like ooh. no pencil deaths in this one. No. no pencils up the nose. There wasn't a pencil, but there was a hosepipe scene. Nice. Um, it's going up from pencil to a hosepipe. Yeah. God knows what it'll be next time. <laughs> just on a balcony and grabs the hosepipe nearer, and it's just like yeah, it's great. I mean. It, it, it's weird in that you feel like you should expect more from the story. Okay. Because um, it is all about twists, and ultimately yeah. what happens is they're, they're trying to get back this list of right. or, uh, the identities of all the secret agents yeah. that's been hijacked mm-hmm. by somebody. somebody. Yeah. And then there's double agents, and it has all the details yeah. about them. And so there's all that kind of going on, but um, what I really would have liked a little bit more of... Um, is character for James McAvoy because they say, they put something in right at the beginning about how his character yeah. is treating Berlin like it's the Wild West. Right. Okay. Like it's just before the fall. Everyone knows the wall's going to come down. Yeah. Um, but James McAvoy is making the right, basically yeah, yeah running around uh, taking charge of gangs and yeah. organizing things and exactly yeah. dealing in dodgy pirated copies of nice. stuff and. You think that's great? That's what yeah. you want to see. You want to see it as a wild west, as yeah, a western. Yeah. Um, and then, so all through the film, I was expecting it to be a western, and yeah. I don't think it, it really quite did that. Up on that. But uh, nevertheless, it was still, it was still really enjoyable. I'd recommend yeah. if you get a chance to go out to the cinema, go and see. Yeah, it's a really good film to see. I saw it in four K as well. MK Don, uh-huh. uh, MK Don, so MK um, Cinema, yeah, uh, Cineworld, and first time I've seen a big. Big 4K, 4K curved screen, yeah. you know, whatever they call it, the mega, mega, super duper screen. Yeah, that, that probably one. that's what it is. I think that's the one. Yeah. MSD screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super screen. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'd recommend it. It was totally worth it. Sports, sports roundup. Yeah, well, um, it's sort of a little bit like last week. I've, I've just got a few key points, and I've got a little bit of a, a summary of other stuff at the end. But uh, obviously, this weekend saw the start of the Premier League. Obviously, we talked about the start of the football league last week. We started the Premier League this weekend. Um, sat down on uh, Friday night for the first time in well, obviously first time in a while. But I can't remember the last time I actually just sat down with a mate and a couple of beers and watched a game of football, which yeah. was nice on Friday to sit down and watch watch uh, Arsenal against Leicester, and within about 10 minutes, you're like, well, the rest of the season's got a lot to live yeah. up to. <laughs> it was a hell of a game on Friday night, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, my word. Um, it was, uh, you, ha- you have to say, a sort of early season defending, I think is probably yeah. the best way to put it. Everyone not really sure where or what they're doing or how to pass the ball between the back three yeah. or four. Well, typical Arsenal, really. Start as Arsenal. they mean to continue, yeah. I guess. 
Well, it was amazing that Leicester looked so much more comfortable on the ball than, than just about everybody in the Arsenal team. They yeah. didn't look particularly particularly great on the ball. They weren't very comfortable with it, which is which is very un-Arsenal. Mm. But then, yeah, the back the back three couldn't couldn't really string passes together. So Leicester got in time and time again, and and it looked like they'd taken full advantage of it until yeah. until um, they bottled it. Really, mm. Mm. I mean, you knew Arsenal were going to come. Particularly when when Giroud came on, you know he's he's, he's pretty much always going to bag a goal. Love the ball in the box with Giroud there. I mean, yeah. he's got. It gives them another option, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Which, yeah. which they don't really use. I think he's massively underappreciated by Arsenal. I think Giroud. I think a lot mm-hmm. of other teams would be very very happy to to play him week in week out. I agree. I mean, he does he does a job for them off the bench, but uh, I think I it's think he's a bit like. Than that. Jekko was at Man City. Jekko was always great, and yeah, you know, and Berbatov at Man United. They still t- didn't really. No, didn't you get their full potential out of them? Perhaps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they do show. They they all showed brilliance at times, didn't they? I think. Exactly. I think. Um, yeah, Giroud is always going to be the man who can get you that that last minute winner, that big mm. big equalising goal that you need going in with ten minutes left and putting yourselves on top. Yeah. Um, but it was an excellent game, and then followed up very quickly on Saturday lunchtime kickoff with uh, Watford Liverpool, mm. which was an equally good game with uh, equally shoddy defending. Yeah, <laughs> and it's been a weekend that's been typified by poor defending, I think, and uh, and well, lots of goals. I mean, that was mm. that was three all. Um, the thirty-one goals, I think, that were scored over the weekend, which is wow. the highest since twenty, the highest since like twenty ten or something really? like that. Yeah, on the opening weekend. It was it was a really entertaining weekend. I mean, Sunday's game and uh, Spurs won one two 0 at Newcastle. And Man United looked well. Man United looked like old Man United. Yeah, they? they were expansive going forward. They were quick. They were they were pretty electrifying at times. Mm. Were running through West Ham. Um, I think for particularly with West Ham being a bit of a bogey team of Man United at, at times, and yeah. particularly in the last well, as much as the last decade, you'd probably say. Um, Man United just destroyed them yesterday. Mm. They were brilliant, and I yeah. think it's a it's a bit of an omen. I think perhaps for for the season. I mean, we talked about it last week. We were doing some some predictions that they've bought pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, that Mourinho is now settled in. The team settled in around him. Yeah, and and I think that showed on Saturday, and is going to continue to show for a little while. It'll be interesting just to see what happens if if they go in a dip in form and see where where things go from there. But. I mean, can you be in form after one one win? Perhaps not. <laughs> Maybe not. But, Otherwise, Huddersfield might disagree as they're yeah, sitting no, top of the table at the moment. Uh, well, Man United be top now, aren't they? Haven't scored four. Oh yeah, that's true. No, of just course. saying. Just saying. of course. Yeah, knowing my facts. But we were talking about it's the two Manchester clubs, right? That yeah. probably can do well. Man City. I watched them against Brighton. Yeah. They won, obviously. Yeah. Uh, they didn't break them down quite quite as well as you might. Have Brighton really held out, and I think yeah. I know what the problem with Man City was. It was why are they playing three at the back against Brighton? Yeah. Why do they need three centre backs? You yeah. know, Fernandinho basically acts as a third centre back, dropping yeah. in to help out anyway. Yeah, exactly. Stick another creative play. It's not like they couldn't. Bring, I mean, they had to bring Sterling and Sane off the bench, yeah. and you think, well, you've got that quality there. Yeah, if why you're is it struggling not? to break them down. Get the extra player on, yeah. Two centre backs and Fernandinho, they're going to do your job for you against a, a team like that. They're just going to sit back and basically Brighton, hold out for the exactly. draw, aren't they? Even they, at home. Just, they just were quick Trying to, to get back into position. Yeah, they were playing as a, a strong back four, yeah. back five, and then you know yeah. rigid midfield, go up front. But they weren't really. I mean, the, the only way that they were being stretched actually was down there, down Man City's left hand side. So they yeah. played Danilo at left back, and I think he's. Predominantly a right yeah. back, mm-hmm. um, while Benjamin Mendy is on the mend. Yeah, um, but he, 
He's a good fullback, but he was not quick enough to deal with yeah, the ball over them. So, yeah. I mean, maybe they'll just need a bit of time. To yeah, I was going to say, them. yeah, you know, they've they brought a lot of players in. So, well, as per usual with Man City, it would take, yeah. probably take them a, little, a few weeks just to get to get yeah. settled and get going again. It's a very different league, the Premier League, to, yeah. to the other ones in Europe that these players would have come from. Although so, Kyle Walker, man of the match, fantastic yeah. performance, yeah, dominated that well. right-hand side on his own. Yeah, um, well, obviously they we said it before they bought him a ridiculous number of fullbacks. They wanted teams so Carl Walker will be very pleased that he start started strongly. Yeah, I think they've bought well. I think they've bought well. Yeah, um, yeah, and they'll get Gabriel Jesus in for a full yeah. season. Uh, that will help. help as well. Yeah, I think uh, I uh, I did find myself. Well, I was I was watching with um, with Dan on Friday. I found myself. Um, at half time we did we did our seasons predictions basically after after the first half of football i think neither of us put arsenal in the top 4 no um and i put i put huddersfield with my first choice to get relegated who <laughs> then proved me pretty wrong on saturday going 3-1 but i put um i've gone i've gone um huddersfield uh brighton and uh who else did i put go to put down it might have been palace uh, i think it would be palace and I stoke i think it was palace i put to go down i think palace stoke and possibly newcastle but I think yeah. that I think Newcastle will be right. Will be right. They've got quite a strong squad, and they've got Benitez. I think will help having him uh, uh, in charge. But you but know they'll they'll be there or thereabouts. You just know, just like right. if at Christmas they're still around the bottom three, he's gone. Yeah, this is very true. He'll be out. Yeah. Whereas they I think Huddersfield have got a very strong foundation. They yeah. did well in the championship. Yeah. Um, they've improved in certain areas. They haven't lost any key players. Bought back Kasaya Brown, I think, didn't they, from Chelsea on loan? I'm not 100%. So yeah. they'll probably do quite well. And also Brighton have got a solid core. Yeah. Um, some yeah. good good players who have strengthened in just, areas they yeah, needed to. I think they'll just struggle to, to turn it into a into a full season that, that'll keep them up, I think. Um, but as, as for the top four, I did have Chelsea finishing in second and then saw them be pretty... Well, mediocre is quite kind, I think, to them on... Their performance at home to Burnley on a yes. on Saturday. Although you know Saturday they afternoon. battled back to three uh, yeah, two did, with they, nine men, so I mean they did they did all right. They, they, well, they needed to, I think, didn't they? When they got down to nine men, if they, if it had got any worse for them, that would have just been yeah. more than embarrassing. As embarrassing as it was to lose three two at home on on the opening day to a team like like Burnley. Did you hear though? Conte was complaining about the size of his squad. And oh, also Wenger was like, well, why doesn't he recall some players? Yeah, that he's, he's got, got so many on loan, it's ridiculous. The, the, the Chelsea's way of doing it is very strange. And again, just loaning them out. So yeah, I mean, he's, he's not really got an issue with the size of his squad because he's got all these people he can call on. Exactly, he's got an issue with the, the quality. quality of the squad. The quality yeah. and the strength and depth, which will... Which Time will tell if they, if they in the next couple of weeks decide that they need to go out and spend a little to get a few more yep. in. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Uh, probably depends how they get on next weekend. Yep. They'll, they'll be doing some inquiries this week and then uh, we shall see. Um, so we also saw you, you tweeted at me during the week, which is the draw for the next round of the uh, Carabao Cup. The, the, the new league, <laughs> the league cup as it is. Yeah. God knows how you're supposed to pronounce it. Um, the biggest game, I think, that came up. Unquestionably, yeah. Definitely is the mighty AFC Bournemouth against... Your lot. Birmingham City, Birmingham City, the Blues. Yeah, yeah. I, if I, if I, Birmingham would probably you 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 would take playing Bournemouth in the next week. I think because Bournemouth have a pretty shoddy pre-season and we're pretty mediocre at the weekend. Before they get so, any momentum going, yeah, yeah a good time to play Bournemouth. Yeah. I think in the next couple of weeks. And Birmingham are doing quite. I mean, they won at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, two one. Um, brilliant goal by Magoma at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Birmingham looking. At, uh, we lost to Ipswich okay. in the first game, yeah. but well, Ipswich we'll are always be... a team in the Championship. They're they're. they're uh, well, I suppose they're not really in recent years, but yeah, 
There will be a okay. team. You don't mind losing to Ipswich. It's one of those sorts of teams. But I think that'll be a really good game, actually, Bournemouth Birmingham. Um, I think so too. I think was it last time they played? It was eight nil. Was that yeah. was there? So was when we got I don't think that'll it. happen again. No. <laughs> we can hope. We can hope and dream. Uh, okay, should we move on a little bit of obviously the Athletics World Championships yeah. came to an end um, this weekend. There are a few. Well, it wasn't just the World Championships that came to an end. It was a few careers as well that ended. Obviously, Usain Bolt. Um, ran 50 metres of his final race and then unfortunately I think very sadly had to uh, pulled up yeah, I saw. with injury um, but it was it was people weren't as sad as they might have been because Team GB took the gold medal I mean they, it wasn't Jamaica who they would have lost to it was the USA who were who ran them extremely close yeah. but I think people were so focused on, on GB winning that they sort of even in the commentary I have Steve Cram on the BBC um, apologised for for focusing too much on Britain winning and not Usain Bolt pulling up, which kind of says quite a lot about Usain Bolt. That the well, home, I guess, the home yeah. commentators is going. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mention him, but we won. The, the commentary throughout the athletics I've noticed has been pretty poor. The 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 TV commentary I don't like. The radio commentary, hmm. um, Mike Costello, who does it, who does boxing as well um, for BBC Five Live, is a brilliant, brilliant yeah. commentator. I mean, they've got great analysis. They've got Darren Campbell, I really like as mm-hmm. well. He's a really good commentator. Um, that's really good, but yeah, the TV one I've never been a great fan of. Well, I watched um, Mo Farah's race, yeah, and it was just like the whole way through, they were like, "Yeah, the, the, it, there was no question that Mo Farah wasn't going to win." Yeah, it was all like, it was all the it's Kenyans like, it are going to be so, yeah, they're going to be so disappointed when Mo Farah at the end just puts Pulls the, away, yeah. and you just think. Well, hang on, yeah, yeah. you know they seem to be doing quite well. Yeah, they've boxed him in as well towards well, the particularly, end, particularly in, in this World Championships, this meet where you've seen people come from nowhere to win yeah. events. I mean, Gatlin, you had the uh, the Turkish Turkish guy in the in the two hundred meters mm-hmm. beating Wade van Niekerk, which was which was a shock. Things like that that people have just been the commentators just been overlooking just because they expect it to be it who was, they expect it to be, and it's not. And you sort of need to need to. Say that as a commentator. You, exactly. need to, you need to appreciate the whole race, not just. It just comes the, across the as arrogant. Person. Yeah, um, it does. And I mean, I'm not expecting an unbiased commentary when you're commentating for the BBC on, on the home, British on Athletics. Yeah, but um, at the same time, it just was a bit irritating. Yeah, because it just it was very patched. It's very closed off. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. At times, it's, it's quite difficult. You just, yeah, it's frustrating at times that yeah. you just go, "Oh, here's Mo. Mo's going to win. Mo, this exactly. is Mo's lap of honor." Yeah, and like well, he's still got to win the race. It was almost like a testimonial the yeah. way they were talking about it. Like, it oh, he's just going to run against these these other competitors, yeah. but they don't stand a chance yeah. really because it's typical Mo Farah bias of the BBC. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of thing. <laughs> but also, at the people, same time, he's like the most decorated. He's pretty well one of our right, well, if not right. if not one of our best ever athletes, our best ever mm. track and field athlete. Perhaps, yeah, uh, and yeah, it is a shame that him and Bolt, neither him, he or Bolt, went out on the high that they they perhaps would have liked. I think um, Bolt would have retired at the Olympics last year had these World Championships not been in London. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a shame. In many ways, like I said last week, it was a it was a world lap of honour for him. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a shame that it finished fairly ignominiously. It um, was a shame. I mean, uh, one thing I did quite admire though when. Uh, when he mm. pulled up during that um, relay race, yeah. was uh, he managed to stay in his lane? He did, yeah. Like you see, he's like he pulled up, and you can see he's in agony, and he's like, "I better not knock anyone else yeah, over." Yeah, which yeah. was really quite sportsmanly. Yeah, yeah, it was very good. Um, yeah, and they 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 presented him yesterday with a a bit of the track, I think, from the London twenty twelve Olympics, which is quite a nice gesture. Yeah. 
Um, but I was when I was there at the park the other week, you can buy bits of the track. <laughs> it's ridiculously overpriced. You can buy a, a model of the stadium, like a replica, yeah, um, to scale model, which is about eighty five quid. <sighs> I was like, okay, no, yeah. I'll just take some photos. I've still, I've still got my London 2012 stamps. I've got Have stamps. You? At home. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know. Are you a stamp collector, or is it just no? Those it's just those special ones. ones. You know, they did the printed ones. Yeah. And you just went to any post office and you bought some stamps. Few, and, yeah, I had some and I used one and I was like, well, well, well keep actually, these. I should yeah. keep these. <laughs> yeah, you can get any old stamps. Exactly. Them, so you might as well keep the yeah. cool ones. Very true. Um, we're running out of time quickly. I'll just. Quickly run through the, the little the little summary roundup that I have, and then we'll play a little bit more music, and then we might have time to roll the dice. Uh, Mark Stoneman, Mason Crane, and Chris Wokes called up to England squad for the uh, first Test match against the West Indies, uh, which will be the first day night Test match ever to be held in England. Uh, Roger Federer lost for just the third time this year in being beaten by Alexander Zverev in the Rogers Cup final in Montreal. Justin Thomas won his first golf major at the USPGA, the final major of the year, and England's women's rugby team saw off Italy in a scintillating display in their Pool B match at the Women's Rugby World Cup, running in 10 tries in a 56-13 victory. Uh, Okay, it's uh, time to roll the dice. As usual, we will roll the dice. Whatever it lands on, we will talk about that uh, subject. Yeah. Have you got it? And that is a one. One, which which is is news. news. Mm, Okay. Nice and in sync we were there. Uh, What have we got? I have got something that I'm going to mention, actually. Go on. Um, So last week I went to to attend the um, Supporting Young People in Buckingham group, which was at the King's Head uh, in Buckingham, um, which is uh, a new group that was established only about a month ago. It was 16th of July. A group of people in Buckingham got together because... There were comments on the Buckingham What Matters to You Facebook group about... The ever-positive Buckingham What Matters to You Facebook group. Yeah, well, that's kind of what happened. There were a lot of people complaining about um, the youths. Youths. They were throwing rocks off bridges at cars, and someone said, well, it's because there's nothing for kids to do. Yeah, because if I have nothing to do, I decide to be a vandal and start throwing things at cars to kill people. I mean, it's an age-old argument, isn't it? You know, they they go and... What came first, the chicken or the the lobby? Vandal child, yeah. Rocks off bridges, yeah. So this group set up to say, well, actually, there is stuff for kids to do. We're going to organise an event and find out all the things that there are for for parents to take their kids to, for kids to just sign up for on their own. And they put together an event. So I went and interviewed them about this... um, and so the event will be on Saturday the 19th and Sunday the 20th of August in the Woolpack in mm-hmm. Buckingham. There's groups of different organisations. I think Buckingham Library are going to be there, but yeah. then they've got more interesting sort of groups. For... <laughs> You're saying that libraries are I mean, not the library can be quite interesting, but, you know, stuff that will, attr- that will entice the kids who throw rocks off bridges are going to go... Yeah, and attend and find yeah. out what's going on. And some great stories about people who signed up for youth clubs when they were... Um, that age and yeah. um, I spoke to a guy Mark Hanna who's been organising well basically taking on the logistics of putting yeah. together this festival which is a quick turnaround they tried to yeah, put it together in about say. three weeks um, uh, but you know he was talking about how when he was younger he was a bit of a rebel but he signed up to St John's Ambulance and actually it was the best thing he could yeah. do because he went to all these events for free was it football matches was a you know festival stuff like that um, so I hope that's the, that's the kind of thing that they want to they yeah, bring in good. There is a um, 
chance for parents as well to win £250 sponsorship for their kid to one oh, of these cool. groups. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, with the quiz. There's a quiz that's going to be on the, at the Wolfpack. So, yeah, just go anytime between 12 and 7pm on Saturday, 12 and 5pm on Sunday. Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Episode 5, Series 4, complete. I think, is, I think this is episode 30. I think is this our thirtieth episode? I think because I I keep an archive on my on my website, and I think last night I was writing the one for. Oh, I might have been twenty eight last night, so it might be number twenty nine. We're on twenty nine, twenty nine or thirty. We're up to, but that's a lot of that's quite a lot of episodes. It is pretty well there. Yeah, that this like, probably. I mean, we had some shoddy podcast intros and outros in the first couple of series. Oh, but this, this one, this I think, far. is probably the worst one we've ever done. Absolutely, the, the end intro we did earlier. Uh, the second attempt was still atrocious. It was still bad. But so we... this one we're stumbling through as well. At least it was short. At least it was short. It was short, short and sweet. Yeah. That's what we go for. So we'll be back next week on Books 101 Radio. Uh, You can find us on TuneIn, either on the website or the the radio app. Yeah. Uh, Or people can go to facebook.com forward slash Books 101 Radio to listen live there. If you're on a PC or Mac, you know, it doesn't work on phones or tablets. No, we're not that with the times. But you say you'd have to just get the TuneIn Radio app, which is free. Yes. You don't pay anything. And you can hear... All the great tunes that are playing 24-7. Yes, that uh, you've chosen. That you've chosen some of them on the weekend between 9 and 1. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 24-7 and you, you've chosen the ones between 9 and 1 on a Saturday <laughs> yeah. and Sunday. But I've chosen them Proper all. democracy. Though. I've chosen them. Yeah. They, we had the, I mean, you can suggest new stuff if you want. Yeah. That's fine. Send them over to us. Why don't you send them over to us at our Twitter accounts? Nice segue. What's yours? Uh, I'm at ohughes86. You are at p underscore ninety six. You can find us uh, at Failed Critics. Yeah. Um, or Books One on One Radio is at Books One on One Radio on Twitter. Nice. That's a nice easier yeah. handle for that to have. That's yep. good. Yep. Anything else? Nope. No. Okay. We will leave you to it. We haven't mucked up too badly on this outro, so uh, we'll quit while we're ahead. I think. See you yes. next week. Front Row with Owen and Paul is an hour-long live radio show produced for Books 101 Radio. Listen to Books 101 Radio at facebook.com forward slash books101 radio or buckinghamnews.joomla.com. Hosts Owen Hughes and Paul Rutland play music, review a brand new movie and round up the week in sport on each episode. Front Row is created by Owen Hughes and Paul Rutland. Podcast episodes are edited by Owen Hughes for Failed Critics who provide the original theme music. The original graphics are designed by Paul Rutland. You can find past episodes of Front Row by searching for the Failed Critics podcast on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter and all good podcast apps. If you enjoyed the show, why not let us know by leaving a review on iTunes or tweeting ohughes86 or p underscore rutland96. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you.